Pick up that mic right there. What is, you have, and you have to say into the mic what you just told me. I'm looking pretty buff these days. I think you're looking pretty buff <laughs> these days. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't do any l- lifting at all. I don't I don't work out. The only thing I do, the secret to long life, for me, is I walk like three and a half, four miles a day. I'm like, uh, you know that cult Nexium? Did you hear about that? Nexium? Nexium. As a cult? Yeah. No. Not the heartburn. I, know, I, was, say, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is familiar it's, for some reason. It's like the heartburn medicine, but it's spelled really pretentiously. It's like N X V I M or something. It's a pretentious cult. It's a pretentious cult. <laughs> it is. It's exclusively for rich people. Oh, well, that explains it. Yeah. Uh, See, I can't go on the record talking about this because they're going to find us and kill us. <laughs> See, but they won't because the people that run it are like... Um, they got better things to do? No. They're, yeah, they're like that actress. One of them was from that show Roswell. Did you ever watch that when you were a teenager? No. One of I didn't really watch a lot of TV. One of them was arrested today. She was an actress on something. Oh, geez. In the cult was arrested today. You didn't watch a lot of TV when you were a kid? No, we didn't really have a lot of TV. Really? <laughs> and by we didn't really have a lot of TV, I mean we had a small television. It was only getting the channels that were passing past our house <laughs> with the antenna. That was when the antenna was still a thing. Yeah. Now you can't do it. They digitized it or whatever. Now you have to have the box. Yeah. Once they got the box, my parents switched and got cable. Now they have a huge TV. Do they? I was just looking to see. To see if I had a huge TV. Because you felt (laughs) bad like you were talking shit about people who owned it. (laughs) You quickly checked. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I was also like, that's interesting if if you have a big TV and I haven't noticed it. And also, I would feel weird about it in this space as well. I have a TV. It's upstairs. It's not that big. It's like, I guess maybe it is big. That's the thing. <laughs> They're just big now because they could do it cheaply. You're right. Why would you want a little one? You got a fucking computer for that. Yeah, you're right. That's what I have to watch yeah, everything good point. on. Good point. Yeah. I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid. We didn't have anything good. I did watch Matlock. Yeah. Which I just got to watch again recently, and that is a real treat. And then I watched, like, uh, soap operas, which I did for a number of years before realizing that (laughs) they loop, they're looping a plot. You're never going to get a resolution, because as soon as there's a resolution to something, they have to make a problem again. (laughs) Right. I guess I'd never. So that's how two characters have been trying to get together for Mm. like multiple seasons. They finally get together, and then like one of them has to tragically die right then. That's like that's the same thing with Game of Thrones, though. Oh, see, that's why I can't stand to watch that. Yeah, and that's why it's a soap opera. This is a soap opera with boobs and. I couldn't. uh, I couldn't really watch it the times that I tried to. But I guess that's a thing. Maybe I got through the soap opera phase as a child by actually watching soap operas. So. No, I don't have to. I, I can see it for what it is. You know how when people get older, they like return. You know, they say like getting older is like returning to being a child. Do they say that? I think they do. How right? old? Are you talking about 80? 80, 90, you start having to wear diapers. Yeah. And, um, being incontinent is really what I fear the most. Isn't that probably the worst 
thing you can imagine, the worst fate you can imagine. Mm, I can imagine some worse <laughs> ones. I'm I'm really scared of disease, though. Mm-hmm. I have hypochondria very seriously, and when I was in these anatomy classes this past semester, we would have like special presentations on different uh, autoimmune type disorders you could get. And I just had to totally zone out from them because it's like, this mostly happens to females. Uh, it'll appear in the <laughs> 20s or 30s. And I'm like, holy fuck. You're looking around. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is like, there are so many things. Like what? I think because I've survived this far in my life that like it's going to be smooth sailing. No. Right. The likelier it is at all times that something fucked up is going to happen to me. Yeah. Health wise. I mean that's well that's the thing about after a certain age. Yeah. That's just what you gotta it's And the that's the thing is like reality. Yeah, why am I ever gonna be worried about serial killers when like <laughs> what's really gonna happen? Yeah. Oh, don't even talk about that <laughs> one. I'm not actually that scared of Lyme's disease because I feel good about my tech tick detection. Yeah. Though I'm <laughs> Do you have a secret? really worried about like botulism. Like um, and that's kind of food poisoning. Yeah, botulism well, botulism like comes from canned foods that you've home canned, or like a cracked <laughs> can that would be like a metal can. The thing that's so scary about it is that it's odorless and colorless. There's no <laughs> visible, but it's like an infection of the brain. It's like the and uh, you're gonna die. It's like the um, the deadliest things are. Silent, invisible. Well, yeah. Odorless. Okay, okay. Where should I put this? Here, right here. That's the good thing to know about botulism because if you have canned foods where the seal has popped up, yeah, that's how you know. Okay. Like that's why they have that. And they get in there because they, they're there is oxygen up in there. Up underneath and the so lid of you the can, and that's that's what happens is if somehow it's exposed to oxygen, then this can happen. Anyways, I know somebody who got it, and she was in the hospital for three months. Holy shit! And she lost like eighty pounds that she did not have to lose. I mean, it's like that sort of thing. It what does will it do once you. it's inside of you? It's a brain infection, so I think it fucks up the whole central nervous system. Oh my god! But you know. I'm not even totally 100% on what happens, <laughs> except for that it's like shutting you down all the way at the main computer. <laughs> it's <laughs> they've that's penetrated what, all of your layers of security. Yes, hacked through computers and there um, is actually there's guards. a lot. The thing is, in the body, there's a lot of systems in place for that not to happen. Yeah, that is what's so fucked up. Yeah. Well, uh, the uh. the immune system itself is pretty fascinating. Uh, the body is working tirelessly every day to keep you going. Like, it really is doing fucking amazing stuff. There's like no topic that I've learned about in anatomy that couldn't make me ball. Because yeah. I'm just like, I can't believe my body's doing this for me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I feel shitty even like considering smoking cigarettes. Like my body's working so hard for me and I'm going to throw you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's cool. We'll just work a lot harder. 
Uh, and I'm like, but you've already created this amazing system. I should be yeah. thanking That's you. That's what you're there for, right? <laughs> if you've created this amazing system, I should be only worshiping you yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, that no, it is pretty. It's pretty crazy. Um, just the fact, just like the fact that you can stop bleeding. Yeah, you know, I know a little pretty bit more about that now too. <laughs> Some people can't. Um, yeah, and I know a little bit more about why they can't too. Is it a genetic thing? Well, it is a genetic thing, uh, and I think it's like the hemophilia allele. You'll only be a hemophiliac if both of your parents have it. But if one of them does only, then you'll still have some problems with clotting. Interesting. There's like a five-piece thing to the clotting reaction. Like five stages? Yeah. Fascinating. Vasoconstriction (laughs) and whatnot. But the thing is, like, this is all I have is, like, a vague idea because the anatomy class that I took this summer was online, which I thought would mean there was, like, learning online happening. But there wasn't. It's just, like, here's the the PowerPoints. You can either learn them for yourself or not. And that actually was, like, the worst way to not focus for me ever. Yeah. And so I only kind of learned everything. I've got like a vague <laughs> idea. I had like a vague idea that would make me be like, I guess I could go fucking take a test on this right now. That's 90% and now of I'm my like, knowledge. Did I learn anything? Yeah. Or I just learned how to take that test. Yeah. Yeah. Which, well, that's, that's the all thing. that counts in schooling. None of the things I learned in school I have retained. It's all of the things I've learned at like 3 a.m. on WebMD. And Wikipedia. That's the only <laughs> shit I actually read. <laughs> oh my god. Because you don't actually learn anything. I, I'm convinced that you don't actually learn anything if you're only doing it to pass a test. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think that. Well, that... yeah. It's. I think it's literally short-term memory. Yeah. And the brain is very efficient at being like, check Just it, get the check fuck it, out of here. <laughs> I mean, that's sweep the thing. it out the door. Oh my god. I'm trying to remember which part of the brain I just learned this about. But like, for example, the reason that I want, I'm going to say this and I don't know if this is true or not, (laughs) 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 because I can't remember (laughs) the facts, but it was something like, I want to say the, I say a lot of wrong things. Yeah. The sensory cortex of the brain is like touching the memory, actually this sounds correct, yeah, is touching the memory part of the brain. They just snuggled up next to each so other. So that's why, like, scent, oh, I think it's for scent specifically is, is like, touching right. the memory part of the brain. So that's why scent is specifically tied up with memory. Right, right. Or memory is tied up with scent, which is an amazing and moving and horrible thing. <laughs> And that happened to me today when I was dropping Turtle off at Karen Jacobs' farm. Yeah. Is that I was, like, getting the smells of my old of life. Of farming. Well, of and also life. I lived down there with them last summer. And I oh. was like, I'm going to fucking cry. <laughs> <laughs> I also felt bad because I'm, like, dropping off my dog with them. And they're, like, working in the field. <laughs> and I, like, go over to their house and start writing poetry. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're back breaking labor and you're like this is very i'm like i'm crying let me write this poem right now yeah but also the thing that i think is good is that i am at a point in my life that i'm recognizing like this is what i need for myself right now though yeah i could go out there and do this but like yeah yeah I yeah need yeah to write this poem right now. <laughs> 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 it's, it's basically just opening myself to having an emotional experience and clearly you can't do that all the time sometimes yeah. you can't have the emotional experience that you want to be having right but yeah you're right you're right no the, you're right you're right though it is weird how like um so much of our senses so much of our memory is driven by sensory recall well from the smell specifically but yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i was uh, i was somewhere recently that had the same uh smell soap that my best friend did when i was in sixth grade and it just immediately took me back to that, that was yeah. 20 or almost yeah you know, that's 15 amazing. years ago I wasn't 15 in sixth grade. <laughs> Maybe like 17 or 18 years ago. <laughs> wow. You're listening to Kentucky's number one botulism podcast. Um, this is now Kentucky's <laughs> number one botulism, botulism podcast. podcast. <laughs> Where I'm like, I don't know if this is correct, but I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah. No, this is out. Uh, what we were sa- talking about earlier about the. Ram Dass and spirituality meets technology. I'm uh, trying to find a therapist and it feels like um, it's so difficult to find a therapist who is um, is at the intersection of Ram Dass and technology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Probably. That's what I was. (laughs) It's so difficult to find a therapist who's half robot half guru (laughs) yeah well i think the thing that i learned in my most recent therapy situation is that it is kind of nice if it's just someone who you feel like you're having a conversation with as if it's a friend like you're able to talk that unfettered right well what do you think about this like cognitive behavioral therapy have you ever practiced this i was trying to teach myself this the other night i was under the i was like if i could just learn this if i could teach myself i'll be unstoppable i'll be all powerful i don't know anything (laughs) well i don't know maybe i do but under different names what type of things are you referring to it's like it's where it's like a sort of like it it uh it includes mindfulness meditation in like therapeutic practices so for example like uh, it's used for like treating impulse behavior um, and tr- depression and anxiety. Yeah. And so they say like what you do, I mean, you probably already know, like um, in mindfulness meditation, I guess, is you sort of like just take everything as it comes in and you just sort of examine it seriously, rationally, scientifically and put it away. The reason I don't think I can do this is because I don't think I treat, I don't think I take myself seriously enough. I don't take that serious person within me serious enough to maybe you need to get in touch with it <laughs> with the maybe serious person in me serious with it i need to stop you're laughing an awful lot right now terrence maybe you're right. you need to you're right take this as a serious moment <laughs> you're right i'm projecting out uh i don't know are you, you i think tell me. i think maybe i might be i think maybe 
But that's why I was thinking like, um, Tara would just solve it. That's why. That's why I was thinking Tara would just. Oh my God! I wish I could remember all the details of this podcast that I was listening to today. I don't know. It was just talking about Tara as a spiritual practice, which I think is a really interesting way to think about it. And also was talking about, okay, so Wayne Coyne was also in this thing I was listening to, talking about belief in a really weird way, like he didn't understand. Why people believed in it. <laughs> 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 wait, 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 wait. I want to reread what I just read about him. What did it say? Coyne lives on a compound of four houses in the same neighborhood in which he grew up. Each Halloween, he dresses up to scare trick-or-treaters who come to his home. He feels that it is good to scare children because when they grow older, there are things, quote, that are horribly scary. You can't just run away from them or turn on a light and it runs away. See, (laughs) I think that might be the problem with him is like he says something really dumb like that. And he's like, that's smart. Write that down. I think that's what I kind of realized from this uh, interview is that he's kind of simple because it was like, do you believe in anything that's like a big concept and he was basically like no how could that be real i'm like what that's what it says it says though an atheist coin says i wish i did believe in god it would be a great relief to think god will take care of it god will put gas in the car tomorrow like what people who say that about <laughs> being atheist yeah i don't think he has a real understanding yeah well i mean i i don't believe in god but i also don't wish i believed in god I mean, I guess maybe on my better days, sometimes I think it would be convenient. I wish that God would put gas <laughs> in my car. <laughs> That's a weird thing to that coin that Wayne Coin thinks that people pray about. People probably do pray about that. I don't know well, I think about. that was also a weird thing is that in his interview, it seemed like he kept giving sort of like an American dream type of like outlook of like yeah you just work really hard for your dreams and go out there and get them yeah referring to i guess the fact that he's a rock star (laughs) i don't know yeah it seemed like he had some old-fashioned ideas and he is kind of an older guy and you know what when he was disagreeing oh see this is i think this is like talking down to when he was disagreeing with duncan trussell he was just like well, I'm 56. Maybe when you're 56, you'll think this too. <laughs> and he was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just say Duncan Trussell's kind of like um, a knockoff Joe Rogan. I mean, it sounds like they might have similar sort of guests on their show. I have no idea who Joe Rogan is. Oh, he, um, he, he has a podcast and he's like a MMA guy. He was in that, like, oh. he did that. Remember that show? Um, Back in like the mid two thousands, where people would have to conquer their fears, they'd have to like eat cowed nuts and yeah. stuff to get a million dollars. Yeah, he hosted that show. You'd recognize him if you saw. Oh him. my god! But he's got like seems weird. He's got guy. <laughs> he's got guys on, and they talk about like psychedelics, and they talk yeah, about yeah. like this. Guy. And that's the thing is like, there's something there that I'm like, yeah, I want to talk about this. But then I'm like, mm, these are just men. Because the whole time it's Wayne Coyne and him hanging out, he's just like, oh, it's so cool that you're Wayne Coyne. He's like, yeah, dude, I think you're cool, too. (laughs) Anyways, going back to the original podcast that I was talking about, which was about tarot. (laughs) What were they talking about? They were talking about belief systems 
that uh, only being down with belief systems that have like a an outcome that is reflected in the way that you are in the world right so like you know when it's incongruous like in some people's a lot of people's version of christianity in the u.s it's like what the fuck like (laughs) i can't be down with that belief system right because the world they want to see come to fruition is bleak and horrifying and yes repressive right well it's like do y'all even know who jesus was Right. He was an anti-statist. He was anti-establishment. <laughs> well, that's like, that's the thing. Like the fundamental Christians in this country, they're the only thing they care about is the Old Testament, and it's a very dark book. Really? Yeah. And, and therefore, it's so weird yeah. that Christians even pay attention to the Old Testament. Yeah, actually, because exactly. The New Testament is like, hey, I got here, and so now everything's changing around. <laughs> You can throw so, the old shit yeah. away. I'm, this, yeah. <laughs> that's why it's called the new. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. And so like that becomes the vision of the world they want to see. That's what they base. I mean, you talk to a lot of conservatives out there and that's their reference point the for a lot of politics. I shit. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. because I'm also listening to this podcast about Curtis Flowers right now. Do you know who that is? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know if I had heard of it before this or I just started to make up in my mind that I had heard of it. But there was this uh, quadruple homicide in a small town in Mississippi in 1997 of all the employees at this furniture place. Holy and shit. They couldn't fi- and they were like killed uh, execution style. Um, and there was just no witnesses, no like footage or anything like nobody knew who fucking did this and so eventually i believe at least a year after the murders it was pinned on this guy curtis flowers who was like 26 year old black man who had uh worked at this furniture place for like three days yeah and it was again the same thing that we were talking about before where like whether he did it or not there's no way that in court they could say they could prove it yes but this is like more way more ridiculous actually in that like the strongest evidence against him was for example witnesses who had seen him on the route that he took to go to the scene of the crime whereas he says he was doing like this these people got on the stand and were like i saw curtis headed in that direction at this time yeah but in this podcast, which, the, okay, I was talking about this before and I didn't finish the thought. Right. It's right. less exploitative because you don't actually hear from Curtis at all. You're just looking at evidence the whole time. Right. And I actually think that's better in terms of like seeing where the injustice is because it doesn't matter who Curtis is because it's an emblem of like what's going on. You're right. You're in right. In the system. Yeah. In a greater sense. You're, you're you're very right about that. And that's why serial was so fundamentally wrong and part of exploitative, right? <laughs> yeah. Because like because they're not trying to tell a systemic story. They're right. only trying to tell you a very It's weird. It doesn't even have a moral center. No, and I think like the woman who had gotten in contact with that producer was like uh, a lawyer who was like seeking justice for him you know and was somehow related to their family or something like a longtime friend yeah. I think she expressed like that she was very disappointed over the 
uh, slant that the podcast had taken. And yeah, I think like a lot of people see it as like a more like racial and systemic story. Right. And it became like this whole other fucking thing. You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, so with the Curtis Flowers thing, this has been a smart podcast. She's done amazing stuff. The whole team has in that because there's there's extensive research behind this. Um, So she was able to. Oh, oh, I forgot the craziest part about this. He had a trial. He was convicted as guilty. But then they appealed it to the Supreme Court of Alabama or Mississippi Uh and it was overturned because they saw how it was like the not all the facts were presented in the right way. Basically, every time everything that they saw wrong had to do with the way the prosecutor had basically like done a bad job to make it look like Curtis was guilty and every time the DA just tries it again. And so the case has now been tried six times and he has the death penalty. So he could be, uh, he could be killed by the state for this crime, but he most likely did not commit it. The evidence all shows that. And actually it's like ridiculous when you look at what the evidence is, which is like, yeah, these route witnesses were like on this day, I remember seeing him walking in this direction which actually that's as much as they can even testify to like not with a gun not bloody not like anything out of the ordinary just that he would have been there yeah but uh when she tracked down all these people they were like yeah the da called me to his office like nine months after it happened and was like we have people who know you were there and saw curtis flowers so can you just like testify to that and these people were like confused and motivated by different things. Right. Mostly, uh, I think a lot of times having fear of law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. we're just like, and also like at the time of their interview, just wanting it to be over. So yeah. saying whatever they needed to say for it to be over. People really don't take that, uh, you know, like there are stories out there, but it never gets sort of like put into like a larger sort of narrative. But like people really don't take that into account that like for the most part and you know you saw this with um what was his name in new york eric garner who was choked like where the guy who recorded it uh they put him in jail yeah yeah he's been on the run and there's much it seems yeah it seems there has to be coordinated efforts to intimidate people whether it's on juries or whatever yes to to rural certain ways yeah and to testify in court so there were these route witnesses that were basically all debunked because some of them even were like i would never testify again that right but i testified at that time but like now i wouldn't they've got the 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 thing is is like it's not even conspiratorial to say any of that because they have the infrastructure and like apparatus to do it in cop unions they all talk to each other and hang out together and they have like a shared culture and um and therefore they have like a infrastructure for you know launching uh, well and the thing that i found out that seems so fucked up to me is and though you watch cop shows as a kid and like 
that seems obvious and they're doing uh i just realized what a fucking <laughs> yeah uh set up for for our society and brainwash the cop shows are because you're like yeah i'll give away my rights because like we're getting the bad guys yeah. every time we're getting the bad guys <laughs> yeah. the right bad guy because like i just found out in this podcast though again i've seen this in shows like cops don't have to tell the truth when they're interviewing a suspect right they can say whatever they want right. to say and like fuck yeah <laughs> like yeah then you're gonna say whatever you need to say in response to that <laughs> right right it's entirely coercive yeah yeah um it's really it's really crazy like to think if about. someone's like we know you committed this crime what are you gonna say to that told us yeah but uh, we'll let you go if you say this. Right. And so then you're like, okay, All right. well, I'll just say this then. You'd be crazy you not to. That. Yeah. yeah. You'd be insane not to. Yeah. Yeah. And then what else was the stuff? Uh, they like had bunk evidence about the gun that was supposedly used, which they never have even had the gun that was used. They never found it. Uh, I don't know that they even have bullets from the crime scene. I don't know. It's something weird where also matching a book. Well, it doesn't matter because the whole idea of it came from this certain gun was the idea that Curtis would have stolen the gun out of that car, which like nobody witnessed that. Right. Nor has he ever been found with a gun Right. Of any kind that could have been the murder weapon. And then what was the other thing? Oh, well, they also used jailhouse snitches as uh, to testify against him. Classic. Classic I, well, the thing, the thing that I found <laughs> out was that in a case where you actually have strong evidence, you would never use jailhouse snitches because they're so unpredictable right. and they They'll say will it flip. Right, well, they have an uh, individual incentive to, yeah. you know, not Yeah, and, it. like, also it's just somebody's word, so it's not, like, that strong of evidence, you right. know? If right. you have strong evidence, you're not going to use it. If you don't have strong evidence, you are going to use it. And unfortunately, for some reason, like, well, it's interesting yeah. because it was also, like, the DA used all 15 of his strikes in each trial to get rid of black people like every time. And so most of the juries were almost like all white people, like literally sometimes like 10 to one. So apparently also when they would hear black people testify against another black person, that was like really believable to them because they were like, well, clearly all blacks are on the same team. Right. If one of them is telling against another, then like, that must mean that they really like did it right uh yeah really kind of fucked up notion that's fascinating but it's mississippi right and i think that was the other when would the murder take place it was in 97 and i think that's the ugly thing to realize about it and like is the the background of white supremacy is like which is based in christianity yeah is like the idea that a good person is like a white person. Right. And right. like without knowing anything else about a person, if they're a white person, like they are a good person. Yeah. And 
uh, anyone outside of that is like suspect and like I think people can be so invisibly racist in that way like I'm saying like I think all white people see other white people that way I think that's part of why it's so hard to uh, find white supremacy I think I am like unaware of many of the racists around me you know yeah because and that's part of also this polite society idea which came up with everything that's been going on with like uh confronting senators and restaurants and stuff and like you know the right the civility like, yes right the civility and like being polite company to each other is like what is expected in white yeah. society yeah and well, like <clears throat> not to speak out and challenge each other you're right i read this article today in the new yorker about uh i read this article today about this book called um white i guess it's white fragility or whatever um but a real thing yeah a real thing but like the point is that like white people are always attempting to um to change the subject away from that just because they're afraid of challenging that established order of things. We all implicitly know it. You know, we all cynically internalize it. It's like what you were saying, and we don't want to sort of, like, rock that boat by yeah. by um, breaching that sort of event horizon. Yeah. Well, and also, like, this description of a person as, like, a good Christian man, that means, like, just a white guy who minded his business like yeah you don't have to know anything else about him yeah 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 it implies goodness and purity to say he's a good christian man right like the you're right like the terms good christian man they're synonymous with good you know white yeah. outstanding upper middle upper i middle mean class. i feel like you, yeah you don't even necessarily have to be going to church at that point and they're like that's a good christian yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> People say that about me, actually. Oh, it's confusing. That's a good Ooh. Christian boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the supremacy of whiteness is pretty much hand in hand with the way that Christianity is practiced. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, in white culture in America, at least, it's 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 yeah, you're right. It's Christianity. It's also, it's weirdly enough, like I was thinking about this the other day. When I was a kid, I remember getting this lesson, um, like this sex ed lesson from my parents, from my dad. And wow. This is this is how he illustrated it to me. I'll never forget this. He got it, I think. What it, age was it? I must have been probably 12, maybe, 12 or 13. And um, he was explaining to me sex. And and he got like a pear or a, or an apple or something from the from the I'm from the kitchen frowning. table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to get much worse. It's, it's, an apple. It's Ooh. going to get much worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like like apples. And uh, and he like he was like, this is you, you know, as you are right now. And then he like took I don't remember what it was, but he like sort of nicked it a few times, gave it some few bruises or whatever. And like this is he's like this is what you are after. You've had sex. <laughs> Seriously. It's like it's like this whole notion of that like you are not you are a holistically different human being after you have had sex. Well, specifically <laughs> you've been damaged. <laughs> damaged. Right. Um, Irreversibly. <laughs> flawed. My purity has been tarnished forever. Yeah. 
Wow, that's actually an amazing story to know about you. <laughs> and it also, so <laughs> it was funny because I thought that he was going to go into a real explanation of sex where <laughs> the fruit was going to be penetrated. He gets and a so banana. He was like, this is you as you are now. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I didn't think right. Terrence was going to be the apple in this situation. My dad fucked an apple <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> like gets a carrot. <laughs> and you're like, Ugh, I don't think I want to do this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, everyone's parents have fucked them up about sex. You're right. I guess the culture as well. Yeah. Can't can't exclude the culture. I do wonder if this has to do with, you know, I mean, like, we sort of take for granted that, like, you're familiar with this term incel. Uh-huh. Like, we take for granted. Terrible. Awful. But it's like, you know, it's like a function of patriarchy and all this. But I also do wonder if part of it has to do with this notion that is pervasive throughout society, which is that, like, before sex, you are a one person, and then after sex... You like you're not a holistic person like through all. It's just something your body does. You're still the same person before and after. I mean, like right. maybe we just put so much emphasis on. I wish I we know, weren't putting so much emphasis on it. You know, <laughs> I wish we right. were just enjoying it a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. as a natural thing to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think in that case it would mean really like in all ways though taking away a lot of. Uh, our internalized ideas about sexuality, uh, including like the age at which one has sex or something, you right. know, like it would, re- it would mean removing taboos beyond like what seems to be the most obvious taboos. Well, our- because our society is a deeply shameful society around <laughs> sex yeah so there's like a lot yeah. to get through well and i think that is wrapped up in the thing about consent too in the fact that we don't teach it early is because like we have put so much emphasis on this one moment in yeah. which you you know what i mean and it's like yeah it's even like sort of told you in parable form as something you take from somebody else and it's just like it it yeah i don't know totally. it, it's so yeah it, yeah it's bad. yeah well i think that was something that like has also been talked about within queer ideas uh, of like losing your virginity and also like because of that people only consider like penetrative sex to be a way to lose your virginity right. but like pr- and also specifically penetrative sex of like a penis and vagina you know and like actually there's many different ways to have sex right and that's only one of them so you have many different virginities that you could lose <laughs> right and also like yeah the whole idea around virginity being a thing is pretty disgusting right uh just because it has such a value judgment attached to it <laughs> i guess as an idea in the whole it's not that bad it's not it's nothing more than like the label of a cow as a heifer (laughs) (laughs) it has some scientific (laughs) (laughs) which by the way i was thinking about this recently that i did used to fucking work at a dairy and i'm like how strange my life has been yeah where i was actually you have had an interesting trajectory i was watching the heifers to see who was in heat because it was time for them to be bred for the first time. 
So I was standing outside of the field with binoculars because <laughs> they all have numbers on their ear. Yeah, yeah. Seeing who's riding who. That was the words used. <laughs> and you and, do you record it? Yeah. <laughs> because then they can go inseminate them. Right, right. Uh, and I'm trying to remember which way it went. I think actually the one that was humping was not the one that was in heat, but the one that was being humped. Really? was the one who was in heat because everyone was smelling it and was like Wah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be crazy to be an animal i mean if you're just in the middle of a field and you catch a down you know wind yeah. a whiff of your yeah pheromones you're like oh truly i wish i was more in touch with my <laughs> animal nature in that way in that way and i think uh that's specifically why I'm afraid to go back onto hormonal birth control is I think I've heard before that it like messes with your true pheromones. Uh-huh. Like you don't have the same pheromone anymore. So like the people who would be your best sexual mate, whatever, you're going to be botching it up, which to <laughs> me was like, well, that explains my whole youth, <laughs> actually. It really does. It could. Yeah. <laughs> and that's crazy. And uh you know, I'm much more satisfied now, so <laughs> <laughs> and haven't been on birth control in a long time. Is that I don't know. I mean, there's development on all different levels going on there. Right. But uh, I think the pheromones have something to do with it. That's why I'll never go back on hormonal birth control. I literally cannot risk having uh, a a attraction to the wrong people. <laughs> Where I'm not actually attracted to them. <laughs> yeah, you're playing with fire there. You yeah. mean because you never know. You get I you're think, on it while you're with somebody. I think you with get the off. pheromone thing, it's <clears throat> like who's gonna have the best babies with you? You're. It is a chemical bond, and yeah. it's very important. Yeah. I mean, it's like we were saying earlier. Like as I've gotten older, I have determined that the one thing I can rely on, even when I'm feeling like as dysphoric and crazy as possible, where I'm just out of my mind. The one thing I can't always rely on is my gut reaction to meeting someone for the first time. You know what I mean? And there's a there's got to be a reason for that. I mean, you you are reading you're reading certain things into an interaction. And uh, yeah, I think that there's something to that. I also worry about it a little <laughs> bit with you, though. <laughs> well, say more about well, that. Well, as you're a naturally anxious person. That's true. I'm like, oh, his guts probably don't feel good a lot of the time about people. I that's true. I do to I do tend to lean a little more on the uh, no new friends. Yeah. So. Well, I'm on the no new friends, but I yeah, that's just because it's tiring to get new friends. It you is. Know what I'm saying? It is. It's exhausting. What's the difference between so wh- um what kind of different birth controls are there if there's hormonal? Is that like a that's the pill. The pill. And then there's like then, the yeah, there's the IUD, IUD, which there is an IUD that is hormonal, and then there's one that's copper. But I think the IUD would still be considered to be a different type of hormonal than birth control. Uh, though I still don't know that I could risk it. <laughs> can't risk the it. The copper one though is extremely painful for people who have bad cramps already, uh-huh. and I have bad cramps, so, so stay away it from could them. be like agony forever if i'm to understand it right oh uh but it is very effective and then of course there is 
like old-fashioned barriers. I don't know. Does anyone use what are those things called anymore? Dental dams. No. This it's shaped. Oh, a diaphragm. Diaphragm. Well, I that's. Like, I think that was the slang for it, right? No. Dental dam. That's not. That's a, a totally diaphragm thing. is a thing. Actually, I really. You're right. Seems weird. I would never imagine using a diaphragm. Is it very effective? I Anyone think it's, know? <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> The physics of it seemed very simple, right? You just set up a oh, barrier. Because we were talking about this before. Again, I think it is pretty important for the penis to be able to ex- ejaculate <laughs> at a speed into <laughs> the vagina. As far up into the Well, area. yeah, into As the cervix, actually, is right. where you're aiming for. <laughs> so You hear that, you hear that folks? <laughs> wow. And I think about it because, you know, something that I heard at some point was that... Uh, orgasm used to be thought of as the thing that was necessitated for a baby for pregnancy really yeah like you female orgasm specifically right 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 um because they didn't know necessarily that it was just sex in general this is like i think i read this in something that i read about like matriarchy and yeah. you know the past when we had the great cosmic mother <laughs> right the good old days <laughs> good old days <laughs> the days before right. uh we turned our back on the feminine <laughs> and the earth <laughs> <laughs> at the same time <laughs> uh, just but just i think though that makes sense also because you're having like contractions that are pushing that shit up further it seems like yeah it would make sense to me that you would be more likely to get pregnant right off of having an orgasm at the same time right yeah but that's hard it's very hard um to time it at the exact same time well are you willing to work on it that's all (laughs) it really will probably take terrence but you're gonna have to work on it no i've done it but it's it's a combination of several things, and sometimes neurosis can get in there, oh, start yeah. getting in your own head, uh, yeah. and then you're like, then you're like Michael Jordan, you know, uh, getting on a bad streak or something. Michael Jordan does get on a bad streak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does not. Does he go to artisanal? He did go to artisanal, and my favorite uh, <laughs> item about that was what he was wearing. Which Would was like? what? Okay, I really hope that I haven't somehow twisted this because. I realize that the description of this outfit, I'm like, that's Drake. <laughs> but because this was also a restaurant where, like, people's uh, clothing was very important. And, like, you can't sit in there in just anything. Like, something like people who were wearing flip-flops were seated in the bar or something yeah. like that. So, but Michael Jordan comes up in there wearing camo pants and a black turtleneck it's also the <laughs> summer but like that's iconic that's beautiful yeah you're right that's a very i actually look. i want to i want to base my whole aesthetic off of that <laughs> camo pants. i actually brought camo pants with me oh, and i haven't been amazing. wearing them enough but i'm like i need to get this in my rotation <laughs> i'm disappointed this is just like michael jordan i'm disappointed you didn't get out the car i know wearing them they're good looking, honestly. I what should be wearing them more. What type of camo are we talking here? Like, uh, I don't know. I would say the army type, <laughs> green. <laughs> I feel like different branches of the military probably have their own camo, right? I don't know. 
I mean, and also it's gone so far as its own thing in fashion now that You're there's right. like what is so many that? different kinds of camo. I don't know, but I'm very attracted to it. <laughs> I think it's like, it's like, I don't know, you One. know, taking like old fashion ideas and subverting them or you're the only person if I you're not subverting them just like consuming culture you're the only person i know who combines the combine like who manages to pull off the combined aesthetic of camo and we turned our back on mother earth <laughs> <laughs> cosmic mother yes <laughs> well that's that's kind of the intersectionality of my identity you know <laughs> you're right i'm no i want to know who the first person was that took camo and decided well to and that's the thing is that i'm a i'm a southerner i want my camo too you know i think it had to have been in the 90s well you're right there's two applications of it there's like high fashion camo but then there's, you're right, then there's, like, southern actual camo, like, people. Right, and then it. there's, like, I do think there's a third category of people who are, like, <laughs> subverting the symbol. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, 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 you're right. I could see that. It's like taking it back in some way. <laughs> 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 the reclaimed camo. <laughs> We're taking camo back. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just taking do. southern things back. Yeah. From the dominant culture in general. Mason jars. Yeah, god damn it. Burning coal. <laughs> well, yeah. You have to send all your coal back down though. We're actually oh, I'm not gonna blame anybody more for the coal problem than anyone else. Yeah. Um I was gonna say we are not consuming as much coal because it's hot down here. Yeah. But then actually that fucking I'm realizing right that, now <laughs> that headline. I messed that up totally. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, because everybody's running the AC and that's the worst thing. The AC is not cooling the planet well, down. The thing- <laughs> Which, if we would just open up our doors, <laughs> if everybody would just open up the doors and let the AC blast outside, yeah, let's I cool know. this motherfucker let's cool down. down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, waste heat is my least favorite thing in the world, though. I'm it like, gives oh me my anxiety. god, <laughs> it gives me so much anxiety. Uh, but then I'm also thinking about people like Tesla and like what did happen to Tesla? Yeah. You know, he knew how to create electricity out of nothing. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you don't hear anything more from him. <laughs> and then Elon Musk takes away the name Tesla, which Tesla's like a rebel and right. a real visionary. Right. And he takes it for his stupid electric car that's like clearly only for the elite and like <laughs> yeah. very purposefully only for the elite. You're right. And like the batteries could have been great. I fucking hate Elon Musk so much. I feel like I have to put that out there big time because I've in the past said nice things about him. <laughs> yeah, you come on to a podcast, set the record straight. <laughs> oh my God. Erase I all just, the past. I just want more people who are going to comment and share more bad stuff about Elon Musk so I can find more reasons. <laughs> Because yeah. right now I still sort of have a vague idea of why I hate him, but you're, other people might know a lot yeah. more. You're being conservative with your hatred. You know that there are much. I there's feel, much more depth to what you can achieve. Yeah. Here. 
<laughs> though you know <laughs> i'm afraid of the class war if it's going against me <laughs> <laughs> so well what you're i guess by, that's by, what's already that's happening. what's already happening right every yes. time every time michael jordan shows up in camo pants um, that's class war against us. That's why we have to reappropriate it. Oh that's, why, that's why we have to take it back. <laughs> is that true? Is maybe not. I mean, I don't know. He's incredibly wealthy, right? He is incredibly wealthy. But well, living the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Those sorts of people actually are the people that I can also be like, what is going to happen to? Michael Jordan in the class war because like I don't really want to kill him. I'm good. With Even if he's kind of a bad guy, yeah. I don't really want to <laughs> kill him. There are others though, like yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized <laughs> what you were talking about about being on the record. About being on the record, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like wow, I did just say that. <laughs> Maybe don't put that in your podcast. <laughs> See. That's the thing. You you talk for hours and hours. You 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 will have amassed 60, 70 hours of yeah. podcasting and then someone will Talking bring something about up. class warfare. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. as we know the fear of many of the elite. Right. Energy waste is terrifying though. And you know what's really terrifying though, Caroline, is if you go to where I'm from in New Mexico, it's like you'll Tesla. pass there's a lot of like oil money there and so you'll pass like subdivisions on the outside of Hobbs that are just these massive mansions and it'll be like 110 degrees outside in the middle of the day in the middle of like July or August and you know that every square inch of that motherfucker is totally and completely iced you know what i mean yeah. like they we have managed to subvert all natural processes like to the point to where it's you know i mean it's obvious to and say. there's no trees around there either huh? no it's just the desert it's yeah so living it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. hot as a motherfucker in exactly. that house a person should never be living in a house right there <laughs> in the desert exactly so like yeah yeah and the, the poor parts oh, of town and obviously it's a mansion, a mansion full of <laughs> Air conditioning. No. Like, I feel guilty yes. running an air conditioning yeah. in my small house, yeah. you know? No, you know their bills have to be just hundreds and hundreds. Right, and, and they don't like care. No, don't care, and they just pay it. And it's just burning shit, in putting it into the air. Yeah, I mean, who engineered this? Um, I don't know. Um, the oil industry. I don't know. <laughs> could be much deeper than that mm -hmm. you could be right um should we do terror before we, before we cut it off oh yeah you want to try it yeah well what is anything it sounds like i just need you to have your phone available okay. to all right. google what all the cards mean though i'll try to interpret right. them somewhat beforehand let's i'm gonna t i'm gonna put a pause on this we'll take a break we'll take a break
I know what we can do. For this podcast, we can draw a card for what its past, current, and future is. Okay, all right. That's perfect. That's perfect. All right, well, I'm going to have to shuffle these cards. Okay. You do that. I'll, um... Have you ever been good at shuffling? Yeah, I think I'm good now, but look, this is how I do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it always looks for me, too, when I try to shuffle cards. They clump together. <laughs> you, I mean, th- I kind of had this idea, like, I texted you last night, or, or was it maybe earlier today? I can't remember about bringing the tarot deck. And, uh, that might have been this morning. I think it was this morning. And um, I just had this image of you reading it and being like, Got him. They got him. <laughs> so we're going to... You're going to cut that with your left hand just one time from wherever you want. From wherever. Okay. Beautiful. Cool. So we're going to draw that as, well, I guess I should have let you do it, but whatever. That's going to be the past of the podcast. Okay. All right. And then... Do I grab it with my left hand? Hold on a second. Yeah. I'll have you cut it with your left hand again in a second. (laughs) I'm going deep on this cut. Deep cut. Deep cuts. There you go. Okay. And so that will be the future of this podcast. The future, okay. So past, present, future. All right. So now you're just going to flip them all over. (laughs) Same time. (laughs) Yeah, each one right now. All right. We're going to look at all of these. Well, here's the thing. I can't tell whether I should call them right side up or upside down because <laughs> it's like from whose perspective. You're right. It totally depends on the perspective. So I'm going to read them all by their right side up meanings so that we don't have to get into all the confusion. I probably should have turned King it around. King of Pentacles? That's pretty amazing. That's our past? Yeah, that's King the past. Okay. Security, control, power, discipline, abundance. Okay. King of Pentacles is a card of worldly success, ultimate fulfillment, material satisfaction, and high ambition. The king sits upon a throne decorated with carvings of bulls and vines, and his robe is covered in embroidered grapevines rich with fruit. Let me see if this is true. He's got. I think I do see a lot of vines there. Yeah. He appears very regal and sophisticated. Let's see. Behind him is his castle, a symbol of all he has built through his efforts and determination. King is very serious about financial security and has made the accumulation of his funds his main preoccupation (laughs) in life. (laughs) Well, I want to know about the little troll here in the corner. Does that have a a significance? They didn't mention it. They didn't mention it? No, they feel fine about that. They feel fine. That makes it even more creepy. He is proud of his achievements and willing to show others his prized possessions. Interesting. (laughs) Maybe this show started... Okay, this is just one way I could be interpreting it right now. Maybe this show started as an expression of your ego. Something that you (laughs) wanted (laughs) to put into the world. (laughs) As a reflection of your own smarts and accomplishments. No. um. (laughs) That seems totally (laughs) off. (laughs) 
this is bullshit. I don't know about any of this. So the present is the hanged man, which is a really interesting one, and I can't remember much about it, so I'm just gonna look it up. That bodes interestingly. Because Alright, we'll find out. Oh okay, yep, got it. A way to show off your accomplishments and all the many things you've learned. <laughs> well, at least I got a podcast, guys, okay? You all think these... I'm not important in the world? Well, I have a podcast. All, right. all these books I've read have extracted at least one nugget of information <laughs> in which to put... Yeah, the second you put me on a podcast, I'm thinking I'm important. I'm like, exactly. well, this might not be facts, but I'm going to go ahead and yeah. say it. That's the thing, and people, you know... This might not be science. Right. But here's some science. I don't know. We, we really don't talk about that enough. There's like a, um, every time you engage with media through any form, you are projecting a persona of yourself into it. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if oh, it's yeah. in the most minuscule way, even on a fucking cell phone or social media. I think media. that, I will say, I think that is sort of an interesting thing about living in this time, though, in that everyone can create an artistic expression of themselves in that way, whereas some people didn't really have an outlet for that You're in right. the past, you You're know? Right. Like, everyone can be an artist now. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. I mean, like, honestly, the fact that I have an internet personality is part of what made me as outspoken as I became. It gave me, like, confidence. It was like, people somewhere care what I have to say. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yes. I mean, we are the sort of first generation to have formed well, our personalities and identities And it's online. so important for each individual person to think that what they have to say <laughs> matters because that actually is, like what democracy in its ideal is built on you know right so in that way it's a very democratic and artistic right place i don't know i but it's you, one of those things it's 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 one of those things like the refrigerator like capitalism gave it to us it has its uses but it can be put to better uses i'm sure yeah well and also something that i heard from this podcast that i'm really into uh, how to survive the end of the world is like there is connection without uh, interiority on the internet. That's pretty much a direct quote from them. So it's like uh, you can say something as soon as it's made you feel a way. Right. There, it's like reaction. There's no reflection on it. And like <laughs> we we are better selves when we've thought through something and yeah. like processed it in a real way right. before posting about <laughs> it. And so it's like, it feels intimate in a way, but it's like people aren't actually like bettering themselves necessarily right. by that's why that's putting wh all of their reactions out there. That's why podcasting is the ultimately the bravest thing you can do. Really? Why is that? <laughs> Cause you put it all out there without having thought about any of it. Right. <laughs> Well, I think that uh, this could be thought of as a form of therapy in its own right, though, yeah. in that... I turn the audience into my... my it's just a time of reflection <laughs> with another person about your interior feelings, <laughs> which is hopefully what you're getting out of therapy. Right, right. I just want to assure the listening audience, though, that what I'm feeding you is not my inter interior feel feelings Are at all. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we've got the hanged man for where this podcast is, is right now. Right now, at the moment, where the okay, hanged man. Okay, so I'm gonna describe what is shown there. Okay. Hanged man shows a man suspended upside down from the living world tree, rooted in the underworld and supporting the heavens. Okay. Given the serene expression on his face, it is believed he is hanging on the tree of his own will. Yeah, he. he his right it. foot is bound to the tree, but his left foot remains free been at the knee and tucked in behind his right leg mm-hmm. so it's saying okay he's got red pants which is representing human past passion and the physical body a blue coat for knowledge and yellow shoes representing his high ideals i like his that shoes. seems like a good place to be at you're <laughs> at the intersection of human passion and the physical body knowledge and high ideals like Actually, that those three things integrated together is like, what more could you want? That's a dangerous Yeah, uh, that's combination. That's confidence. Right. That's we, where confidence comes from. You're, you're, you're absolutely... People better watch the fuck out because this, wow. this means we're shooting straighter than we've ever shot. We're, we're, um, we're thinking clearer than we've ever thought. Okay, this has also... This halo is... Uh, spiritual attainment. Okay. Gray background suggests invisibility. I don't really understand about that. Yeah, I don't either. But then it goes on to uh, to describe this as the card of ultimate surrender, of being suspended in time and of martyrdom <laughs> and sacrifice <laughs> to the greater good. You hear this that, people? Is... We're sacrificing for you. Okay, but here's something awesome. It says... This is the archetype to meditate on to help break old patterns of beha- behavior and bad habits that restrict you. Okay. Maybe that's uh, referring to some, I don't know, could be some changes <laughs> in uh, the life of Terrence. Yeah. As <laughs> the author of this <laughs> podcast, but maybe not because we're not talking about Terrence. We're it's talking about the podcast. Right. Right. Itself. <laughs> exactly. It's um not actually me. Remember the meme where people be like, what are those? About shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, what is my man? <laughs> <laughs> what are those? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> uh, Golden shoes. They look like ballet slippers. They do look pretty which cool. Which would I don't know. That's not good for any type of tough terrain. I do but like. He's chill. He is very chill. I like his hair just hanging down freely. Yeah. So basically, that's where you're at right now. Uh huh. You're right. But yeah, it seems to be talking about self-sacrifice and idealism, but also a way to break patterns of behavior. Interesting. Well, that's very interesting too <laughs> because. Self-sacrifice and idealism is sort of part of what has you here. You're right. You're absolutely right. But I was also really trying not to interpret the <laughs> podcast as you. <laughs> Thank you for your diligence <laughs> on that front. Hmm. So we'll move on to the next one All and right. then the see future. what we can. This is the one that's really I'm, had me worried. I've, you know, I'm uh, present. I, I've always got a pretty good sort of grasp on the present and the past. Yeah, but, you think so? But uh, well, I guess that is the thing, the future. Okay, that's gonna be this a one is six ominous as fuck. of pentacles. Uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say two men. 
after a five, mm. things that's when like things are starting to go awry. So, <laughs> wow, oh my God, that's where you're at. <laughs> I've brought this dark magic into this place, into this place of recording. Whoa, this is interesting. You, you, this would be a really good way to um, test um, the sort of. Wow. This seems like a really good future for this podcast. Interesting. Um, so it says... Because the look on your face, I was very briefly... <laughs> well, I just really... I wanted it to be saying something different, I guess. <laughs> Six of Pentacles is a man dressed in a purple robe, symbolic of his wealth and status. Mm -hmm. He has a balanced scale representing fairness and equality. And with the other hand, he feeds two beggars who kneel at his feet. Right, right. This card is reflecting the state of being materially secure. And suggests that you are able to use the abundance in your life for the benefit of others. That's just what we were talking about. Just what this we were talking is, about. Also, I think this shows a socialist future. Uh, you're absolutely right. You're right. Yes, there's fairness happening. The yes, <laughs> and people are being fed. Right. You're absolutely. <laughs> oh my right. God! This is actually an amazing progression for this podcast. It seems like it's been in a blessed state from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this had some stuff to do with ambition and person. Wow, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> had to do with ambition and personal gain. Yeah. And like intellect, and then we're evolving beyond intellect into like enlightenment. Enlightenment. This is Correct. like that fucking uh, meme that was going around for a while. The brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, right. Oh, I love that. We started small brain. Now we're a galaxy brain. Yeah. And then this is a more down-to-earth place. <laughs> well, it's like I was but saying... But this is harmony. It's like I was saying earlier. Once I master the mindfulness cognitive behavioral therapy thing... Then you can live in the world in I a will more be, secure way. Yes, I will be all-powerful. Oh Nothing my, will be able to oh, stop wow. me. I wasn't expecting you to go in that direction because... <laughs> That's what I'm trying to... I'm trying to That's take over the... That's the most. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm... Wow, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think keep thinking that way. I dream big. Well, you know, all of our power is uh, in our own hands. Mm, you're right. Are we going to take it or are we not? Exactly. And that's a great parting. And I think that's been the challenge all along, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so who's going to take it? It's going to be the hanged man. Maybe. The hanged man. Or woman. Or neither. Well, non-binary. Non right, <laughs> right. Um, that's a all right. Well, that's a good. That's a good okay. message. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I also want to do a secret. Uh, a secret private reading. Private reading. A private for reading for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I I I did ask you over for that reason, and. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I was going to say, do we want to do any clarifying questions? But I think the answer is, nope, I'm done with this. With this particular, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, I think that given the circumstances and the potential of energy contamination, we got a pretty good reading. I think the spirits said what they wanted us to know. Yeah, 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 totally. And, and um, Oh, my God. Well, you know, who is it? I got to admit, I got to admit, I was very... 
for a minute there, I was very concerned, like, because if it did bode ominously and it eventually did go off the rails, I'd be like, fuck, I brought that energy into this. Well, I think sort of the interesting thing about these cards is that you really don't notice what's going on in the card unless you actually really pay attention to what's going on in the card. Because right. it's like, yeah, what the heck is going on there? But now I'm like, oh, yeah, I mm. see. That's yeah. justice and fairness. Right, right. But I wouldn't have gotten that right away. That one, however, has a troll in it. and um, Well, yeah, concerned. he's possessing the troll. Oh, so he's... Like you see a troll here? Mentally, he's possessing it. He's like doing a Where mind meld it? with it, like a right there. What is that? Oh, that's the bull that's on the. Oh, that's um, a bull, not a troll. Yeah, I had already read <laughs> in the description that there should be bulls on the throne. <laughs> that's okay. The I mean, what I was saying. What does that mean? Important. There should be bulls on the throne. Well, just in the thing, it was like there will be bulls on the throne. Oh. And then you're like, hold on, what's this little elf? <laughs> <laughs> I see. Oh, I wish we had those Keebler cookies. Oh, yeah. Damn. Well, I got other snacks, though. Red and blue are definitely highly represented, as well as yellow. You're right. Like, the, the color combination of these two, or the... In yeah. yellow, you're right. Lots of yellow, red, and blue. Those are good-ass colors. Are those the primary colors? Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, indigo. Yeah, that does, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the colors. Oh, that's all the colors, okay. The primary <laughs> colors is just three colors. I'm colorblind, so I got that oh, no. going against me. Well, okay. Red, green? Yeah. Red, green. So you can't even see your beautiful red door? I can. I can sort of conceptualize it abstractly. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I learned colors through abstraction. Wow. Yeah. People described them to me. <laughs> no, not really. Anyways. Uh, well, I would <laughs> love for that to be true. <laughs> let's let's get to this private private reading. Hey. Why don't hey. we do that? Hey. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining me, Caroline. <laughs> it's been a great time. Um, cheers. Cheers. And safe travels. Thank you. Now, we need to have more people on to in on the show as they're rolling through town. This is the best kind of show. It's just kind of like a punchy, I'm in, I'm out. Yeah, just like Nick Offerman. Just like Nick Offerman. Yeah. Exactly. Now you see me. Right. You don't. <laughs> I guess Nick Offerman didn't sleep on your couch, though. He didn't. That'd be freaking <clears throat> sweet if he did. Did You're he right. come here? No, we recorded at Apple Shop. Okay, well, it would have been cool. It would have been crazy <laughs> if he would have come here. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. You would have had to make this place look good, you know what I'm saying? Right. But <laughs> I think he would have liked this interior. You're right. He's really into wood. Wow. Yeah. You should have invited him up. I should have invited him up. Fuck. But maybe he would... Yeah, he probably would have petted my cats. He likes the woods. Admire my books. You're right. Well, but that would have been feeding this king of pentacles. Right. The ego self. <laughs> we're here. We're, we're seeking here. enlightenment. Right, right, right. At that time, we were there, though. Now, we're here. Yeah. We're here. We had yeah. to make it over an initial hump. 
Yeah, that's why you didn't invite Nick Offerman up here. Exactly. And soon enough, you're going to be able to feed <laughs> all the people. Right. Well, it'll be Kalashnikovs that we'll be putting in their hands and pitchforks. Is that what that is? Yeah. But, I mean, here it's money, but symbolically, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Oh, I thought that's crumbs of food. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, I thought it was coins. Know, Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> Just crumbs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, there, is there anything more demeaning than just sprinkling crumbs in somebody's hands? <laughs> I, I had never thought about it before. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's feeding people like you feed fish in a tank. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a totally different thing. You're right. <laughs> All right, on that note, I'm, I'm calling it.